This episode of the Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy Podcast is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Don't know about MyBookie? They are redefining the gaming scene for both sports betting and online casino games. Sign up at MyBookie.ag using the promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN to claim a deposit match up to $1,000. That is right, $1,000. Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Tuesday morning. Max, do you know where your pass interference is? It got left on the field the same as that that flag that was thrown and picked up. It was just they just tossed it aside and said, We don't know what pass interference is anymore. Does anyone know what pass interference is anymore? <laughs> no one knows anymore. I don't know anymore. I was saying saying to you guys in the pre-show is okay, there was contact. We know that there was contact. So in theory, it's pass interference. But the way that they've been calling pass interference, the stupid way that they've been calling pass interference, where it seems like the wide receiver needs to initiate contact by turning into the defender to get pass interference, it's asinine how they've been calling it. So by definition of how they've been calling it, it was pass interference, flag shouldn't have been thrown, game over. Panther, I I don't know what pass interference is, but I know it when I see it. I, you know what? I, I was late to the show or into the conversation of the pre-show, and I didn't watch the game. It's on ESPN. I don't have cable at home. I watch, so I watched the clip this morning, and it's exactly like you said. I can't put it into words, but I know it when I saw it. I watched it, and the flag came out of my hip. It was, it was pass interference, clear as day. Defender never turned around. He made contact with the receiver. Um, and that's the one thing that they've been consistently harping on. If the defensive player does not turn around to see the ball, Almost even if you don't make contact, you're sometimes seeing a flag. So my initial reaction was that was we should have been in overtime. Yeah. Richard, did you watch the game? Hit the unmute button, Rich. Yeah, I know. I got it. I was trying to look at the uh, replay real quick because, no, I've been getting ready for the Breeders' Cup. I have too many hours of work to do today So oh, okay. and yesterday. So I was laying all the groundwork so the Dejans can have some nice Breeders' Cup picks to play as well. See if we can get them some more action. I don't want to think about the Dejans breeding in cups. <laughs> Neither do I. Okay. But Max, you know, to your point, well, Rich, I guess you didn't see it, so you don't know what we're talking about, but it, it, it was the two-point conversion for the Giants to tie the game. There was clear contact. Well, first off, Daniel Jones fucked up that throw. He should have thrown it much earlier than he did. And uh, he said about everything he does. Um, there was contact in the end zone. They threw the flag and then conference and said, well, no, we like Tom Brady now. He's not a Patriot. we got to pick the flag up. That's exactly what happened. That is, that's exactly what happened. I mean, frankly speaking, like Tampa Bay shouldn't have been in that game anyway. I mean, uh, the Giants just absolutely, like, absolutely destroyed them on all aspects of the game. They were out coached. Uh, like, if if you look at this this putrid Giants offensive line, they held their own against the Bucks and their, their vaulted defense. I think Jason Garrett did a hell of a job of understanding what the defense was doing, calling plays to exploit that. And it might not sound like a lot, but the Giants ran for 101 rushing yards yesterday. I think that's their season total. <laughs> like, I think if you added up all of their games all season, they might have got 100 yards. They ran for 100 yards yesterday as a collective. It came down to Daniel Jones throwing another stupid interception, another turnover. It was, it was that. And it came down to this two-point failed, quote-unquote, two-point conversion and pass interference call. The Bucks 
are lucky to come out as winners today. And I'm telling you, man, like uh, there's something there's something, you know, kind of there. Like, I don't know if it's if they like Tom Brady or if they just dislike Bill Belichick and the Patriots so much. Mm, Yes. Yes. (laughs) That they're like the ultimate way of getting under uh, Belichick's skin is to have Tom Brady win a Super Bowl without him. (laughs) So I don't know if they actually liked who does anyone actually Tom Brady? I mean the whole deflate gate thing, like you know, Tom Brady's name took the hit, but I think they were going after the Patriots, right? I mean, right. Uh, you know, I I think the league might be, ah, here here's a mea culpa, Tom. Uh we'll we'll let you get the best of Bill this year. Yeah. Can I say I just did see the video that's not pass interference? Oh, look at that. You don't think so? Hell no, not even close. Okay. The ball hits the defender before the defender makes contact with the offensive player. That's not pass interference. All right. Panther? Can we get well, the final words on this? Yeah, you know, sometimes Rich and I agree, and sometimes we don't. Rich is wrong, so we're, we're good. <laughs> uh, they, they picked up the flag. They walked off the field. It's not pass interference. That makes me right. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because, because the officials are right, like, all the time, right? <laughs> I, I will touch on something though. Max Max was talking about though. They, I, I don't know if this is um, an indictment as much on the Bucks. Yeah, we kind of expect them to blow them away, but this is the fourth game in a row that the Giants have put up twenty or more points. The record doesn't say so, but their play says this is a much better team. Um, and I know we're going to be looking at some future lines, and the Giants line is definitely one of those that I am definitely all over. Yeah, it's funny. It's, uh, that's what I was saying on the show yesterday is, is uh, the Giants just uh, – they hang in games. Like, uh, they, they're Daniel Jones interception and fumbles away from winning football games. That's what they are. They, they're, it's the turnovers that just kills this team. But since that game against the Rams, their defense started figuring things out. And more importantly, their offensive line – has now been a cohesive unit, and you saw that last night. You saw what Tampa can do against an offensive line that has, hasn't practiced all week because they had COVID, potentially, uh, and, and the Raiders. And then you can see uh, Tampa Bay's defense against an offensive line that has actually been practicing really, really hard together. I mean, and that's it. It's been discipline. And that's what I'm saying. It was, it was a matter of they were outcoached. Joe Judge had his team prepared from the get-go, and sorry, Rich, Jason Garrett looked really great at that last time. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I kind of wonder, it's like, huh, you know, Mike McCarthy, Jason Garrett, maybe they can, uh, you know, maybe uh, Jerry Jones can make a phone call. Yeah. So, yeah, love you. Do you Come miss back. him, Rich? Do you miss him? Do you miss Garrett? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you know there'd what? be any different spot if Garrett was coach today because, you know, I look at the game and the tendencies are the same. I can pretty much predict what the Cowboys are going to do from play to play to play and probably be right 90% of the time. And if I can do it, the defenses can do it too. And they're probably even more accurate because they're just too damn predictable. You know, you know here's, here's the thing that comes down to what we're seeing in the last couple of weeks, though. We go all the way back to the fact that there was no preseason. They didn't get their four weeks of, of scrimmage ball. And now it looks like, it, you know, we had all that scoring. Everything was over, over, over. The defenses are really starting to catch up. This was a huge turnover weekend. We had like three games where there was four turnovers just from one team. Again, the Giants last night, turnovers. The defenses are starting to catch up. And I think that lack of a preseason is just starting to even things out hopefully you know the second half of the season becomes a little bit more predictable yeah no i think you're right i mean it was just a matter of time before defense is finally caught up let's take a look let's take a look at what we got early lines max all right 
I'll lay. You're right there. Let's just start. First game. First game you got highlighted there. Seattle Buffalo. Oh, there yeah, Seahawks a oh, now a two and a half point. Uh, I saw I saw it a little while ago. They were one point favorite. Jeez, that, that's that's already changed. They're they're one point. Uh, two and a half. Still like it. Uh, I think you know this could be a statement game by the Bills, but they continue to trend downward. Uh, Seattle's defense we know is exploitable, but I think that they can manage to stop Josh Allen and crew. Um. And I don't think the Bills can keep up with the Seattle offense. I think that's it. So I actually have Seattle winning this one by eight. And to me, that that would be a nice early bet here. I, I like it better at the minus one, but even minus two and a half, that 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 lovely two and a half that we love so much. Yeah. It's not going to stay there. Um, Caesars has it at three. This I can see this thing getting four and a half, five. Um, all the money and all the public should be all over Seattle because you're right. Buffalo in their last four weeks just can't score. I don't know if it's a Josh Allen problem, the fact that they can't run the ball problem. Um, their defense is mediocre, but you're right. There's no way the way Buffalo's been playing, they're going to keep up with Seattle's 30-plus points they'll put up. I'll jump on Seattle big time here. I don't think Buffalo is going to have any problem scoring on Seattle at all because nobody has a problem scoring on Seattle. The question is, um, will they be able to slow down Russell Wilson? Their defense is not as bad as people think it is. Um, They're middle of the pack across the board, except for rush yards. That's where Buffalo has been weak. One thing Seattle doesn't really do is run the ball very effectively. So, I, I, I'm right now. I'm I'm going to lean towards Buffalo, and if that line continues to rise, a home dog that's a good team against Seattle, who's traditionally not played well on the East Coast, I, I would probably lean towards uh, Buffalo. Yeah, you know, at two and a half, it definitely definitely side with Seattle. But if it does, it does move up to that three and a half mark, like Panthers predicting. I think I would definitely want to jump on Buffalo a little bit. I I just. Yeah. It's Seattle, god damn it. Like they I, hate live in- it. I hate it. No, I text you. Yeah, I hate myself. Yeah, I, I, I hate it. It's awful. It's walking into Seattle with a two and a half point trap. Oh. Mm, I, I I don't know. There's something just something smells. But uh Max, you know something that doesn't smell? A good sports book. That is right. And what's a good sports book is my bookie. Whether you're new to online sports betting or a seasoned pro, my bookie strives to create the absolute best online betting experience for all of their customers. I'm telling you guys, it's so easy to use. If you want to watch the game live, bet it few clicks away on your computer or your phone. You deserve to bet with the best. Head over to mybookie.ag. Sign up now using the promo code Panther. What's promo code? Quizzing you. Uh, absolute G- or absolute degen. Ooh, almost got that wrong. But hey, you can claim a deposit match with that promo code up to $1,000. Panthers, passing passing the test of flying colors. That is a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start to a winning season. That is promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN for you to claim your bonus when you make your deposit. Sign up today. Be ready for these NFL Week 9 early betting lines. I'm, I'm blocking in Seattle. I can't oh, my God. I'm blocking in Seattle right now on my phone. I'm I'm betting on my bookie with Seattle. That's crazy. Ugh. Panther could anyway. be a game show host, you know. Anyway, here we go. Ba- back to our regular scheduled degeneracy. Yeah. No, Panther, I really think you could be a game show host. A little Bob Barker in you. $1,000. Okay. Maybe not. Maybe you can just say one thing really well. <laughs> uh, next up for me, hey, next, next game, Denver-Atlanta. Let's talk about this one because there's two bets I like in this one. 
First one is that, that spread. Um, we know that Drew Locke looked very good this past week in a comeback win against the Chargers, or L.A. just looked really bad once again and coughing up another lead. But coughing up leads is something that the Falcons know a thing or two about. Uh, except for now, they're actually starting to play a little defense. They look a lot better than they did under Dan Quinn. I have Atlanta winning by at least a touchdown here, <laughs> possibly more. So I, I like the Falcons here to win it and cover. And more importantly, I like the under in this game. I, 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 yep. I'm telling you, they, they had it right in the beginning at 47. The fact that they've increased that up to 50 is now a nice underplay for me too. I uh, completely agree. I think in, in my head, I've got like 48, and I could see it going under that. Um, Denver's 2-1 and one on the road. Atlanta's 0-4 at home. Maybe it's because they can't get Chick-fil-A sandwiches on Sundays. I don't know. Um, but, the yeah, I, I think for me, you know, the little win one for the Gipper, New Rockney speech Locke did at halftime in Denver, you know, they played really well. And I it, sometimes it's just a moment like that where spearheads a team. So, for me – I don't know if Denver actually wins this game, but I like the four points. So I'm looking at Denver here. When I look at this game, I see two really bad defenses, a good offense, and then okay offense. So I expect you're going to see a lot of points because both offenses should be able to move the ball. I, I think that, I don't know, Atlanta just one of those teams that always finds ways to lose. Right now I would be leaning towards uh, the Broncos. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, you know, I, I like Atlanta minus the four. I, I think calling Denver an okay offense is kind of an insult to offenses. I think they're pretty bad. And, and Atlanta being a good offense is kind of not really true. <laughs> well, well, when you, they're you look at, 24 points a game. Yeah, but when you look at the numbers, Denver's like right in the middle of everything in total yards, passing yards, rushing yards, points scored. And then when you look at the Atlanta office, offense, the thing that they're good at is passing. They're not very good at running, and they're both about the same in terms of points scored, 26.1 each. Both of their defenses are bad, so I would expect both teams to get somewhere in the mid to upper 20s. You think? It, but it's going to come under that 50, right? Because I like the under here, under 50. I haven't done the under math done, yet, okay. but uh, I, right now I would say no. No. No over, no under. No, I think it's going to be real close one way. I think it'll oh, really? probably be plus or minus two points either way. No gun to your head. I'm just, yeah, I just want to know what your gut tells you. Well, gun to my head, I would say this game is probably going to be one of the higher scorer games of the weekend. Wow. Okay. What? Nice. I like it. I don't know this guy. <laughs> Nobody knows Rich. He's an enigma. I don't know myself half the time. <laughs> yeah. I wake up one day and I forget who I am. And then the next day I remember sits all right. <laughs> I got one more if you guys yeah, don't mind. Yeah. Uh, New Orleans, Tampa Bay. Because may maybe it's that recency of last night's game where I saw the Bucks struggle against the Giants. But I, I, I actually just – I'm looking at this one and I'm like, really? It's, it's five? I get it. <clears throat> you know, uh, New Orleans beat Tampa in week one by a lot. And it was a different Tampa Bay team. But it's a divisional game. Uh, I think, uh, you know, at most I could see um, New Orleans losing by three. My projections have them losing only by one. Uh, I know that they're dealing with a lot of issues. Uh, the, the the Saints have only won their last three games by three points each. As a five and two team, they're a lucky team, uh, plus nine point differential on the year. 
But I tell you, I think New Orleans is going to take it to Tampa Bay this week. You know, maybe not win, but I think this is going to be a much closer game than five. So I, I like the Saints here early on. I don't know how much I've liked the Saints over the last several weeks, but they should have Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders back for that game. This is a huge game for you know the division. Um, the Bucs are 3-0 and at home. And, you know, maybe part of their performance last night against the Giants could have been maybe a little looking forward. I don't know. Short week. But um, I I think I'd love to see this closer to three. I like Tampa Bay for the win, but at four and a half, I'm kind of with you, Max. I think I have to look at the Saints here. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, Anywhere, use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. I think when you look at the um, this game, you were talking about players coming back. Antonio Brown's going to be available for the uh, for Tampa Bay, so I think uh, he and Brady have probably been off practicing somewhere. If I know Brady, they're also going to get the wide receiver back from Penn State. I can't recall his name right now. That was out last night, and it seems like Brady has some. Um, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin, yeah. He and Godwin seem to have the most chemistry. So I think when Godwin's out of that offense, they struggle a little bit. He's going to be back. So they're going to have a real pretty big arsenal of uh, wide receivers available for Brady. So much like Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders coming back uh, should help um, Drew Brees. I think adding Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin back in the lineup will help Tom Brady more. And as a result, I think that I do think maybe Tampa Bay was looking forward a little bit to the game against New Orleans. They looked a little bit sluggish. They won't be looking past New Orleans. I I think their plan is to really take it to them, make a statement. And right now I will lean Tampa Bay. Yeah, you know, uh, at this maybe even five pinnacles listed at five. So we've got to see what my bookie does at the plus five. I got to be jumping on New Orleans. I don't necessarily think they're going to win the game, but I do think this is going to be a close, close game. So I would definitely want a piece of New Orleans plus five. This is a huge game for Tampa because they lost week one. So if they were to get swept by New Orleans, they're pretty much a wild card team. That's going to be tough. That's going to be tough for Tampa Bay to do that. All right, Max, you said that was all for you? Those are my three, yeah. Yeah, yeah, go, go. Uh, It's it's kind of a reaction from last night, though. But this Giants-Potato Skins game... Um, I'm seeing Washington minus three and a half. I, that, that's got to com- be a complete overreaction to their dominance against a bad Dallas team. Like, this is a money line for me. I'm all over the Giants here. 
I do. I, I like the Giants too. I think this is a winnable game for them. I think if they play the same way that they played last night, they 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 beat the Washington Football Collective. Absolutely, uh, th- there's no doubt there. Um, I do think that uh, the Washington team is good defensively, uh, but a same thing. If the Giants can limit the turnovers, I think they have enough offense. To, to break down that Washington defense and win the game. So I'm with you. I didn't love it, but I do like it. We'll see We'll see how that plays out throughout the rest of the week, see where the money is coming in on uh, towards uh, Saturday when we make our official bets. Um, but, yeah, this, this was a lean for the Giants for me, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think the Giants might do okay here, but I think Washington football club coming off the break, um, should be prepared. They're all, their defensive line is going to be able to get after Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones will do what Daniel Jones does. He'll look spectacular one moment, and he'll give you the ball the next. They turn the ball over four times against a good defense. Washington coming off the bye, I think, has a pretty good chance to, to cover. Yeah, I, I don't know how to account for Daniel Jones at all. I honest to God don't. Like, Just like Rich said, he looks great, then he looks terrible. I don't know. I don't know. I, I would lean the Giants right now, gun to my head, with not a, a lot of confidence. Short week with Daniel Jones? <laughs> I don't know. I think it probably has a lot to do with he, he just makes so much happen by himself because they don't have a running game. They didn't barely have a running game when they had Barkley in there. And his go-to receivers, Sterling Shepard, like they got to get the Giants get this guy uh, some weapons. I think Daniel Jones will be okay. He makes things happen with his feet. He but I, he forces a lot of throws and and probably rattles his confidence. But um, yeah, that's that was uh, I don't know that that one just kind of stood out mm-hmm. at me. Um, then one more. I, so the Raiders beat the Browns, but I still don't know if I'm a believer in my own team, the Raiders. They're playing the Chargers, who shit away another victory. Um, Chargers minus one and a half. The Raiders are three and one on the road. I kind of have to take the Raiders with a plus line, don't we? Do we have I, an I, official I, line I, on that I, one? I don't have any official line. I haven't seen anything um, on that. What Caesars you- has Chargers minus one and a half. Yeah, I see the same thing. Okay, they started at minus two and a half. Now they're minus one and a half. God, I mean, if if it is Chargers minus one and a half, I'll, I'll lean Vegas here. I have Vegas winning by a couple of points, so I, I think they they could win this one. Uh, same thing with the Chargers, man. Uh, I will probably bet on the Chargers uh, before the game, and then live bet <laughs> during the game when they're down by three touchdowns. Now, I think this – I have this one highlighted as the line that's the most off. I think the Raiders win this game outright. The Chargers are one of those teams that no matter who they put a quarterback, be it Phillip Rivers, be it uh, Tyrod Taylor, uh, be it uh, the kid who's playing Justin Herbert, I'm having difficulty remembering his names this morning, they find a way to lose games. Uh, and the Raiders seem to me like they're an up-and-coming team. They should be able to run on the Chargers defense. They should be able to pass on the Chargers defense. They don't make a ton of mistakes. You know, you're not really getting a whole lot with the money line, but if there's a money line game this weekend, to me, it's the Raiders. Do you have a money line on that? Because I, I don't see anything yet. They're, they're like minus 103 money line. So it means minus 103, minus 110. You might as well take the point and a half just in case. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, I kind of like the Raiders here. I think they probably do cover this one. A point and a half? Ooh hate that but and yeah, there you go chucky chucky yeah i think i see a trap on the board 
see what you guys think. Miami's traveling to Arizona, and Arizona's only minus four and a half. Like, the Dolphins had 130 yards of offense. Tua didn't look spectacular. That almost seems pretty low to me. I figured the Cardinals would be at least a touchdown. What do you think? No. I, I, listen, I, I, Miami plays the NFC West really, t- really tough, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've, they've taken it to two, two of the NFC West teams. Um, I, I only have Arizona winning this one by one. Hmm. So uh, to me, this is a Miami uh, almost bet. But the question mark at that offense and w- what I saw from Tua, that is enough to scare me off. But in theory, yeah, I, I, it's enough variance that I should be betting Miami here. I think Rich. Miami's defense is uh, is probably better than people expect. They should have probably won that Seattle game too if they could convert in the red zone. I don't know that Tua is going to be able to improve on that, but he had the second worst rating, I guess I read of the year from player uh, pro football player focus or whatever that company is uh, in terms of his performance against the Rams. But he didn't really need to do anything against the Rams except not lose the game because the defense put the game out of uh, out of reach. Uh, for the Rams early on. So right now I have this as a Miami bet. And I, the only thing that makes me hesitant is teams coming off a bye like Arizona. Uh, so right now I would probably lean Miami, but by Sunday I might have a different idea. Man, I got a back with, I got a side with Panther on this one. I, I think Miami can cover the four and a half. It's barely. I mean, when this moves, if this moves to like five, I'm probably going to have to Arizona. You mean Arizona? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Arizona. If it moves to like minus five, Arizona, I'm probably off it. But right now I I think four and a half is is doable for Arizona. It's going to move a lot for me to get off. I I like the Cardinals on the route here. So maybe maybe I'm off, but um, yeah, it's Miami. If their defense is going to have to carry them in what's been a very offensive year. uh, I don't see them keeping up with the Cardinals, but that's just me. That's all I got. Rich, you got anything? I'm looking at, um, I think, the Bears in Tennessee. The, Bear, uh, the Bears are getting five and a half. I think it'll be a close game, but I think the Bears uh, should keep it within a field goal. Oh, there you go. Uh, and, and as such, I would right now be leaning the Bears. I, I think they should be able to, minus a couple of games, Derrick Henry really, really hasn't gotten loose. He hasn't really gotten loose against really good defenses. And I, I think that the Bears do have a pretty good defense. They should be able to contain Derrick Henry. That'll put all the emphasis on Tannehill, who seems to have plateaued. Um, so I, I think the Bears catching five and a half. They might not win, but I think they're a good, at, at this price, a good chance to cover. Yeah, I hate wow. that. Uh, I was uh, messaging with Arch before. And uh, by all <laughs> means, I, Tennessee should win this one uh, easily. But I don't like that line movement. I don't like what I'm seeing from the early betting. I I agree with you, Rich. I, I think that the Bears have enough to to keep it close. This Tennessee team hasn't looked spectacular the last few weeks. Specifically, you're right. Uh, Tannehill has has kind of uh, peaked, right? Um, yeah. I, I, again, like I have enough in in here to say that I'm going to lean Tennessee, but I got to keep an eye out on this one. This one looks fishy. Yeah, I actually won the Bears um, because I expected them to cover last week, and but they were at home. This one, they're three and one on the road, so they do are a good road team. Uh, you you nailed it though, Rich. The Titans just have not been very good uh, the last several weeks, and Derrick Henry got completely shut down when they took on the Steel Curtain defense. The Bears should be equal to the task. My issue here is the Bears' offense pretty much just has a ceiling. 
right? Like 24 points is pretty much a, a shootout for them. So for Tennessee to cover, they're going to have to get to almost 30 points. I don't think they can get there. So I'm with you. I think I like the Bears plus the points here. Yeah. I. Well, we were talking about this briefly, Max and I were, right before we started the show. Yeah, I had Tennessee covering the six, but and then it moves to five and a half. So it, that's really worrisome to me. Uh, I think you guys are probably on the right side of this, the way the money's coming in. Ah, oh, man. I, I mean, I would lean Tennessee just because that's what it tells me to do right now. And I haven't done much research, but goddamn, yeah, it's definitely moving the wrong direction in my mind and the right direction for you and Rich Panther. And one other one, I, I think the Jets could. Uh, I think New England, even though they're playing in New York, they could hold the Jets to I don't know seven points, ten points, and I could see New England getting to twenty against the Jets' defense. So I, right now, I think uh, New England is probably a little bit underpriced. Remember, they played last year in New York, and I know Tom Brady was there, but the Patriots' defense should get Stephon Gilmore back. A couple of the COVID players should come back. They should be healthier this week than they were last week on defense. I don't expect um, Cam Newton to fumble the ball away late again. He's due for a good game. I don't think seven's enough. I, I think you could probably give the Jets 10 to 12 points on any game and still have a chance to cover. So I'm, I'm definitely looking towards uh, New England to cover that Sunday night game. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate that. Um, I have New England winning this one by about nine points, so I think there's there's enough there. Um, it's a 21 to 12 game. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, to me, uh, I, I kind of um, I'm looking at that over under. <laughs> if, if I'm going to bet anything, 41, I think yeah. that's uh, that's that's a bit high. So, um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, though. I think New England needs to get a win. They should get a win. Uh, I, the Jets have the, the, what, what are the Jets playing for? They're playing to lose. So, <laughs> so at this point, you know, uh, Adam Gase is the right coach you, you, you want in the game if you want to lose. Yeah, I'm, I'm all over this. Just like the Bears, the Jets have a ceiling, and it ain't even close to what the Bears is. I mean, the Jets, it's 10, right? They get to 10. That's like an offensive juggernaut for them. So this is such a bad team. I think the Patriots only need to get over 17. They can get there, 20, 20 21 probably. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be all over the Jets here. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's weird. Pinnacle's got it at seven and a half. Everyone's got it at seven. I expect Pinnacle to follow suit and be seven as well. Without the hook, I'm not so, I I guess I'm going to be a square sucker better right there and take the road favorite in divisional game prime time. Like everybody else in the world. God damn. Maxon, you like the under here, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I have this again. Yeah. uh, 33 points. (laughs) I'm, I'm with him, like 20, 21 to 10, 24 to 10. That's where I'm at. So, yeah, I'm, I'm under. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of iffy on that one. I think that the uh, there is a chance for some turnovers from uh, both teams, and I think I can see New England's defense maybe adding a defensive touchdown in there, which could be enough to put it to like 42, which would scare me. Yeah. And the wheels can fall off with the Jets team so quickly. I agree with you, Rich. A turnover here, turnover there, and this thing could get out of hand really fast. All right. Well, shit, we touched on a lot of games. I think I don't think there's anything left to discuss there. Wow. It's actually turned into a long episode, Max, but that is it. Guys, I need to get serious for a minute here. 
I try to avoid politics on the show, but the balance of the nation is at stake today, and it's going to come down to three key states. And I'm talking to Louisiana, Maryland, and South Dakota, because you all have legalized sports gambling on your ballot, and you must make the right decision towards degeneracy and vote yes on legalized gambling. And now, that is it. Support Degeneracy by buying our t-shirts. Heading over to AbsoluteDegeneracy.com. Go to the DGEN shop. Make sure to download the DGEN's app for Android or iOS. Let us know what you think about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks. You can listen to us on that app. We're on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Pod, Amazon Podcast, Google Pod, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Podtail, and iHeartRadio. No matter where you listen to that, please, highest rate, comment, subscribe, download, listen to every single episode. Rich Final Words. You're absolutely right about that. Go vote for the uh, legalized gambling across the country so that everybody can experience what it means to be a, a, a Dijon. <laughs> also go out and uh, let your friends know about us too on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, however it is that you communicate because friends don't let friends bet without uh, the four of us. And there's really not much to bet on today, but it's all right, hold in there because there's going to be plenty of action this weekend with the uh, Breeders' Cup, UFC, NFL, college football. So make sure you tell your friends about us in the next couple of days. Panther, don't know where you're at, but uh, time to take us home. I'm at home getting ready to head out, and uh, I'll piggyback a little bit off of Max, but uh, on a serious note, it really doesn't matter which way you go, but do do your civic duty today. Get out there and vote, and um, not just for gambling, but vote for it's your right to vote so let's do that and uh man we don't have any sports we got all mac football tomorrow um so i don't know if we're going to talk about that or what we're going to do arch is kind of eh we didn't like the look of it (laughs) but um hey let us know what you did last night on that game if that two-point conversion screwed you over let us know if you know what pass interference is or what it isn't but do it on the app do it on the website and when it's all said and done kids let's all make some money fools Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.